Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Stars daily sports podcast. It's Wednesday, February 22nd, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Sporting Kansas City opens its season on Saturday. I repeat, Sporting Kansas City kicks off Saturday night in Portland. There's a new look to Peter Vermees Club, literally, with the kit changes, a new way to watch sporting, and MLS with the league's new TV contract with Apple TV, and hopefully a different outcome for sporting, which missed the playoffs last season for only the second time in 12 years. The Stars' sporting beat writer, Daniel Sperry, joins me to discuss the team and the outlook. After a break, you'll hear from Vermees and veteran midfielder Roger Espinoza. We caught up with them while they were training in Arizona while the Chiefs were preparing for the Super Bowl and the Royals were about to begin spring training. So we get perspective on how training camp went for Sporting Kansas City. Okay, let's get started. Daniel, it's been so long since we have talked. Just right after the end of Sporting's disappointing 2022 season, we wrapped up the Mm -hmm. season and then the Chiefs started winning and all sorts mm-hmm. of things going on. We just haven't been able to catch up. But we are catching up now. Yeah. And there's so much to talk about, uh, comings mm-hmm. and goings, new players, everything. So, yeah. of course, the first question I want to ask you is, what do you think of the new kits? Uh, I like them. I that's It was a hot button uh, on, on Twitter, apparently, uh, the new jerseys for Sporting KC. Um, personally, I'm a fan of them. I think there's uh, – there's a little bit of a classy, um, like I, we, ex- there's a classy look to them. And I think the biggest thing in world soccer, uh, teams like Real Madrid, like, uh, like, um, you know, sporting a little bit, uh, not, not sporting KC, but Barcelona, um, a little bit, maybe more so like sporting in the sense of their colors are extremely recognizable. Um, Real Madrid runs out a white Jersey, plain white Jersey every single year. Uh, and that's it. That's their home jersey. That's their primary jersey. And so when MLS releases each the primary and the secondary jersey in the following years, so they'll stick with this jersey for two years. Um, so you got to do something that is more continuity with your colors, um, more continuity with what people expect out of your style. And I think a primary kit, you make it as simple and as clean as possible. Um, that's something that's incredibly recognizable with your brand. And if you're doing hoops for the fourth time, uh, as they call the the horizontal stripes, normally hoops should go all the way around the jersey, but MLS has a rule apparently that you can't have anything on the back of the jerseys. So um, outside of just the number, it just needs to be solid, plain color. So we've got half hoops, I guess. Um, but overall, I like the look. It's clean. Um, it's been done before a couple of times, but it just looks good. So uh, I, I'm fine with it. Um, next year will be interesting to see how creative they get um, with the secondary jerseys because those are the ones that always get a little bit wild. Like you see some of the really wild ones that were released last week. My favorite might be Minnesota's, which has is white on the bottom. And then as you progressively get up to the top, it starts alternating and kind of uh, a nice little gradient between um, supposed to be like the Aurora. So the white is the snow of the great white north and then the Aurora Borealis above it. It's a pretty cool looking kit. Um, so you have to check it out sometime. Very cool. Yeah, I, have to ch- I will have to check that out. Um, I'm, I'm always amazed at how uniforms uh, are, are such an emotional issue for for some yep. fans, they they really mm-hmm. never have been for me. I'm, you know, I, I've always, you know, I think I've mentioned this before that when sporting changed its identity from the Wizards, I didn't think it was a great move, and it turns out it yeah. was brilliant. It was a brilliant move. <laughs> yeah, as, it it turns, <laughs> as it turns out, it was brilliant for, for branding and 
re-identifying the team. I, mm-hmm. I and it's served them so well since then. Yeah, I I agree. And you know, like I said, I think it's there's there's something about making that primary jersey synonymous with who you are and your brand, and something that's going to be unrecognizable or more recognizable because that's what you're going to wear in front of your home fans more often than not. Yeah, for sure. All right, um, let's. Uh, we don't have to dip too far back to uh, talk about this. Uh, Sporting suffered mm-hmm. an injury, season-ending yeah. injury to a you know starter that uh, at a position where they're not terribly deep to begin with. Let's talk about nope. going forward and and how that's going to affect uh, Sporting. Yeah, I mean it's it's one it's brutal for Courtney. Um, Courtney is a good guy, a local guy, and a Latha guy. Um, He's gone through a lot in his life. I mean, he missed almost two years of his season, uh, a couple of years, two years of his career, a couple, um, few years back with a pretty devastating knee injury. Um, he lost his mom to in a long ba- battle with cancer just before signing with Sporting last year. Um, he has, you know, was coming back from the knee injury, got, had the, you know, the suspension last year for, uh, you know, taking a supplement that was a banned um, substance uh, for MLS, uh, unknowingly taking a substance, um, as he claims. And, uh, you know, I think it's the guy has been knocked down a lot and it really sucks to see someone who I, you know, from all accounts, put in a significant amount of work this offseason to make that sport, that starting spot his. Um, I know sporting were kind of perusing the international market for center backs, even back into, you know, the summer of last year. Um, uh, around that summer window, but never got one in. And, uh, you know, I think what Courtney was doing early on in camp made them cool off that market, maybe just a little bit. Um, and so that, you know, they were really comfortable with giving him the starting spot next to Andrea Fontes. And so now with him, you know, tears his Achilles, you know, just a couple of minutes out of the end of a friendly um, with RSL is just kind of, not only is it devastating to him, but it's devastating to the team who, you know, thought that they really had this something that they were going to work with and forward and something that they were, that they were really comfortable in, in, you know, ditching the international pursuit for um, some more experienced center backs. And, you know, they signed a couple guys to help replace it, but, I don't know that either of them will do be able to do what Courtney Ford is. And the other center back on the roster, Robert Volodair, uh, you know, is more like Andre Fontes than he is uh, anything else. And the way that system needs to work, you have to have two very different there's two very different identities that they need in the center backs um, at each spot. And if Andrea Fontes is who he is, they need something different at the right center back spot um, in that tandem uh in the middle of the back line and that is going to be a big question mark because they tried out the two left-footed you know ball playing ability center backs uh, when they did Beasler and Fontes there in 2019 and that didn't really work very well there's a lot of issues going on with that 2019 and 2019 team in general but it, it it didn't it didn't jive very well at times and um I I'm curious to see uh you know how well that jives within the first couple of weeks of the season for them. Yeah. But a tough break uh, for, for sporting after going through you know, injury problems pretty early last year. Mm-hmm. And of course yeah. we can't, um, you know, we should not go any further without, um, uh, without talking about Alan Polito and yeah. his availability for Saturday's opener at Portland. Uh, interesting comment. And I don't, from, from Peter Vermees, 
earlier, you know, with, within the last couple of weeks about, mm-hmm. you know, he, he could be ready, but not available, sort of a, a sensibility mm-hmm. like that. And we I maybe yeah. not, not going to know until later this week, you and I are recording this on Monday mm-hmm. um, and sporting will have media availability later this week. So um, uncertainty still surrounds uh, Polito's return. He is yeah. healthier though. Yes, he is healthier. Um, you know, I got to see him. He was running around. I haven't seen him actually physically run uh, in quite some time. So on last week when they were in town on Tuesday, we got to go out to training and uh, watched him at least running around with the ball and, and moving and stuff like that. I know they were integrating him into full training this week. I don't know. They had a, a, a friendly with Phoenix Rising, which is the team who they are kind of neighbors with uh, in the facility that they used for their offseason down in Phoenix. Um, and they won that 4-2, but they have not put out any list of lineups, any list of scores or anything like that. They have told you who won, and that was it. Um, so they're keeping it pretty off the cuff about what happened there. You know, the first match being at Portland, um, that is a nasty turf field and one that is very known for uh, damaging players' knees. Uh, a lot of knee injuries on that field, especially early in the season. Um, even for the Kansas City current this last year, um, Mallory uh, Weber was a player that was going to be up for them, and she tore her ACL in the season opening regular season opening match in Portland, um, and out for the year. And that's why Kate Del Fava, you know, became who she was on the team. So that place is not good for knees. So if you have guys who have are coming back from knee injuries, you probably don't play them. So I would be surprised to see Alan Polito play anything more than a cameo. At best uh, on Saturday, Um, I I think working him back in maybe for Colorado to be able to play some more extended minutes for the home opener on March 11th against Galaxy is probably um, the, you know, sporting's probably smartest and safest move. And we'll see if that's what they end up doing. Okay, very good. All right, Daniel, I I really enjoyed a story that you have written recently about, uh, let's call him the elder statesman on sporting Mm -hmm. Kansas City. Um, yeah. And Tim Milia, Graham Zusi, and Roger Espinoza. Listen, it's it's on any team. It's great to have experience, talented experience, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and those three are back with Sporting, but um, their their replacements are waiting in the wings. They're on the roster, yeah. and they will. Um, uh, we'll, we'll see about playing time, how that unfolds this year. But um, I find it interesting. That, first of all, how about the benefit of having seasoned players like, you know, like Zussi yeah. and Espinoza, and then how that, how, how you see the transition going to the, you know, to the next generation of, of players. Yeah. And I think Roger even alluded to it when I talked to him about it, it was like, you know, I can't play as many games as I used to anymore. And I think, you know, guys like Graham Zussi, might feel that way too. Milia is the interesting one because goalkeepers tend to age better than other players. You know, their best goalkeepers prime probably truly isn't until, you know, they're 27, 28 on, and some of them can play on through 40. Um, if they're really, you know, if they keep their body right um, and the reactions are the same, uh, we'll see. So Milia is the interesting one because 36, 37 isn't exactly uh, young for a goal or isn't exactly uh, old for a goalkeeper. Um, it is a little bit older though for players in the midfield and uh, a ring a wing back like Susie. But I would think that those two probably don't expect to play as much um, this year. But I they'll still be called upon. They will need to be in in moments. It, it'll be interesting to see how they're used in those moments. 
but that experience is so valuable because I think um, listening to players last week, uh, we got to talk to Chris Rindoff, um, who is a draft pick that they signed, their first draft pick that they signed since 2018. Um, and then Danny Flores, who was a young player that they picked out of waivers, um, had a full year of uh, experience playing in the USL. Both of them, when asked, you know, who's made uh, your integration into the team really successful and really, you know, so easy, especially for Rindolf, who had to go win a spot in camp. Um, both of them out of their mouths was Graham Zussi and Roger Espinoza. Um, and, you know, it just, it goes to show not, it's not just those guys that, um, Zeus and Roger are helping out. There's a lot of young guys on this team that they are helping, you know, shuttle in. And, you know, Roger said, if these guys are playing better than me, like they deserve playing time. Like they, they deserve to start. Um, Felipe Hernandez uh, was one of the, was a very, very good midfielder last year, um, in the minutes that he played. And, you know, I think if he's in the right spot, um, he had to be played all over the place because of all the injuries and stuff that they were going through last year. But when played in the right spot, he's a really talented player. We saw when Graham Zussi was injured, Caden Pierre later in the year was really, really good at right back and, uh, at 19 years old and just turned 20 last week, but you know, he's looking to get into the under 20 world cup that's later in the spring. And those are big moments for those young players that are, you know, really fighting for their spot and it's their time as well. And they, they want to prove that it's their time, but you also have those veterans that are willing to help push them into their time and not see them as competition. And I think that's the, the healthy competition within a squad um, is really good when you can create that. And I think that's something that sporting seems to have going for them right now. Okay. Uh, let's you and I, let's wind it down and discuss uh, how sporting Kansas city fans and MLS fans are going to watch their teams play th this year. Um, it's mm -hmm. different. No over the yeah. air broadcast of sporting Kansas Correct. city, which is, They've always had that, and, and this yeah. we've enjoyed it. Local broadcasts, not going to happen uh, now or for 10 years, I guess. Is that what the, mm -hmm. that's the length of the deal? Yeah, the deal is a 10-year deal. Mm -hmm. So how sporting open Saturday, how can fans watch the game? So for this Saturday, uh, the game is not behind. Every single game in the league is not behind the, the paywall or the subscription of MLS season pass. Um, you know, you if you want. To get it, all you have to do is get the Apple TV app open on your smart TV. If you have that, um, you can pull it up on your phone, laptop, um, uh, Android. You can go to tv.apple.com, I believe, um, and it'll pull you into that. With, with By just going to the webpage, you should be able to watch this week's game. What happens after that is a certain portion of those games will be either in front of the paywall or behind the paywall. Um, do my best to keep people updated uh, as to which games are and aren't. Um, Sporting have two of their first five games that are behind the paywall, which are that are up in, in front of the paywall um, uh, for, for non-subscribers. Um, to subscribe, to get every single Sporting game, um, you get into MLS Season Pass. When you get into Apple TV, um, you'll see an option for that, an option to sign up for that. Uh, if you're an Apple TV Plus subscriber, I believe it's $80 for the entire year, but that is every single game in the league uh, play through from the opening weekend to the final. Um, uh, all of the League's Cup matches and everything, all of that will be 
every single playoff game, all of that is through, um, uh, is available inside that purchase um, for 80 bucks. And I think for non-subscribers to Apple TV Plus, then it's like 90 bucks um, for the year or, you know, they come out at a monthly rate there. But it's a little bit different. Um, they got to trial it a little bit uh, this weekend. Um, I got to watch some of the preseason games going on. Um, the broadcast quality is fantastic. I mean, the audio mix is great. The The picture is clearer than it ever was. I know last year, a lot of people trying to cast it from their phone or their iPad onto their TV. You lose a little bit of that streaming quality. I mean, this was beautiful, crisp, clear um, vision, almost down to the blade of grass. You know, I, I think it was really well done. It looks really good um, so far. And I think that the interface so far when you get in there is really easy to use and you know, you can favorite um, by going into the app on your phone. You can favorite Sporting KC. It'll notify you ahead of every single kickoff for all of their matches. It'll let you know when new content is uploaded. Um, there's more in that package, too, than just games. And there's a lot of uh, the content throughout the week, press conferences, player interviews, um, all that kind of stuff will be updated on that channel. So it, I, I think it's well done. The question will be in the long run, how does this hamper or help Uh MLS's and Sporting's visibility um, uh, to the more common fan. But I think as maybe as Apple continues to add programming to their Apple TV um, sector, then it gets them a little bit more FaceTime uh, as maybe potentially one day Apple TV becomes a little bit more of a household usage um, versus some of the other things. But uh, for sure, for week one, for Saturday night, 930, um, you can find it on the Apple TV app anywhere, and you should be able to do so for free. 10-year, $2.5 billion deal uh, yeah. TV with, with MLS. Um, so uh, much you know, uh, wanted cash infusion to the league, mm -hmm. um, and it's just going to take yep. a little getting used to for fans who are used to you know, 38 the spot or wherever they, you know, they watched their games previously. Correct. And there there will be an option. Um, I think right now they said only for home team audio, um, at least for the first couple of weeks until they get some of the kinks worked out. But um, you will be able to listen to the radio broadcasts um, for uh, for these games um, for locally for the home team. Uh, so for first week, it'll be home team. But after that, once it gets worked out, um, you should be able to select a Sporting KC specific broadcast audio, kind of like you would have with MLB TV, where you could kind of peruse between radio, TV and the other teams and stuff like that. So a few more options to kind of make it a little bit locally customized for you. Well, one medium that will stay consistent throughout the year is Daniel Sperry's coverage of Sporting Kansas <laughs> City and the Kansas City Current. We'll talk about the current yes. soon. Um, in the print editions of the Kansas City Star online at kansascity.com, in my favorite place, the morning sports edition. Um, Daniel, uh, really appreciate it. Look forward to talking to you all year. We're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, you're going to hear from sporting manager Peter Vermees and then Roger Espinoza. They were in Arizona uh, along with the Chiefs coverage team. So Vahe Gregorian and Sam McDowell and myself Got to catch up with them in Arizona while we were covering the Chiefs. So, Daniel, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Hey, this is Blair. There are several ways to access the Star Sports section. Let me tell you about a couple of them. There is Sports Pass. For $12.99 a month, you get unlimited digital access to all of the Star Sports content, including beat writing, columns, features, pretty much everything we write. The deal renews monthly until you tell us to cancel. For $159.99 a year, you get everything the Star has to offer digitally, including sports and the E-Edition. 
go to kansascity.com and drop down to the bottom of the page where it says start a subscription for more information. Your support has never been more important. As always, thanks for reading and listening. How's the, the first few weeks gone here? Uh, it's, it's been good. We were actually at the other facility where the Eagles are staying. That was really close to the facility, and we had a lot of double sessions then. So from a travel perspective, it was really good. And was, was not down, there was more downtime for the guys to rest. But it's been, uh, it's been good um, in a lot of ways. And, you know, there's, there's quite a few new guys. And even some of the guys that came in the middle of last year, this camp's been good for them as well. Yeah, how different is it having a lot of your newer players earlier than that? Yeah, it, it's 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 for sure helped. I think always when you get a chance to, to spend time with the guys and get them sort of indoctrinated to the way you want to play and with the ball, without the ball, all that helps immensely as you go into the season for sure. How about some of the guys, you know, like Gotti and Alon, and just kind of like you know status of like the injury, like kind of having them in. Yeah, uh, so they'll be both like new players when they come back because we haven't had them for a whole year, right? Um, their progression has been very good. I would say that. Um, Allen's actually a little bit further ahead than Gotti is. Um, when we come back after going back to Kansas City after this week, Allen will probably start to enter training with the team. He's been doing a lot of stuff, like a lot of soccer actions and movements, but we've kept him away from opponents at the moment um, because we've taken this much time. We just want to make sure physically it's, it's really not his knee. It's more the rest of his body. We don't being out for so long. We just got to make sure that their muscles, we're not going to pull a hamstring or something like that because we're trying to rush it back. But they're a good place. How about just the idea of uh, the importance of this training camp because of the new faces and incorporate, you know, incorporating new, new players into this? Yeah, it's, it, I always say that the most difficult thing in our league is to bring players in the middle of the season, which we did last year. And, and both uh, uh, Eric Tommy and, and Willie Agata, they both uh, adapted really quickly which, and had an incredible impact. But my experience tells me that when you can start with guys early on, um, there's there's bonding in preseason that takes place there's you know they 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 become a part of the group as opposed to these guys that are coming in and just trying to get to know everybody in the middle um and then and then i go back to the concepts that we have on the field right like so so for us everything's about hey when you have the ball how do you you know how do you have purpose to get to the goal and score and then the other is when we don't have that ball how do we do it efficiently so that we don't waste a lot of energy because we want that energy to be used for offensive tactics and so um we we spent quite a bit of time with the guys on that um and it's been really good that they've been here because you can you don't have to worry about overloading them and getting prepared for a real game um and that's that's helped immensely the way that willie kind of burst out of the scene does that kind of make a little bit easier kind of him kind of getting joining camp with these guys oh oh, oh, i think so i think him and eric they're in the team now based on being here but they still missed this whole thing last year so as much as when they came in now we're really preparing for the next opponent we're not really working so much on all of our concepts and so this i think has been uh really helpful because there are things that both willie and eric sort of need to understand a little bit the way we're doing it and Again, we were trying to uh, teach that or, or put that in place in the summer, but it's it's so much more difficult just because you can't now get the whole team to shift back to that when you're preparing for your next game. I feel like since they were successful, it shows the guys don't need your case. No, no, I don't think that's the case at all. But uh, if that was the case, I'd be home right now. <laughs> and, you know, I was just figuring out with, with college, this is my 40th preseason. 40th preseason. 40th preseason. So, yeah, it's been quite a few so I wouldn't mind staying home on this one. are they all in Arizona or do you have them other no no they've been all over the place but there's I would say the last like 
shoot 12 have been here. So, not a bad place, though. Go ahead, Jeff Well, I was going to say, how much do you want your guys to forget about last season and versus how much you can use it as kind of inspiration? I wish, I wish, I, I don't think we live in the times we used to where you could use what happened a year ago to, and because rosters change so much. You know, salary cap sports, you're, you're it's inevitable that you're going to change your team around no matter how you look at it because a lot of times it's just financial. Um, and so to get guys that haven't been here to think that way and you know they just don't have it so really what it winds up being is kind of resetting uh and and refocusing the group for for what you know the the objectives are coming into the new year and, and now we have that league's cup so that's a whole nother aspect of of our competition that all the guys have to get behind and understand what is peter growing up in jersey does that add any level of intrigue to this game for you chiefs game so i grew up a philly fan i mean i, I so i grew up you know, 20 minutes from, from Philly. Um, so I was a Philly fan and I, and I, uh, I followed the Eagles when Andy was there. So, I mean, I got to imagine for him as well, this is a kind of an interesting game, uh, but I've lived more in Kansas city yeah. than I did in Jersey. So obviously, um, let's go chiefs. Let's go chiefs. Does it help one of your part owners is also the quarterback? <laughs> yeah, I, sure. Sure. It does. It does. Um, but I've also gotten, had a chance to, to talk to, to, to Andy and, and, I just have a huge amount of respect for him and how he goes about his business. Um, he's incredibly uh, calm. He has, he's very prepared. So I, I have a big appreciation for that. And, and, and that's the other thing, too, is sometimes like I've always had appreciation for other teams in other sports because of the way they've done things. And he's, he's, been, he's been nothing but a class act. So I, uh, I'm, I feel pretty good about this game. Do you have any interaction with them here? No. I, to be honest with you, some have tried to maybe, hey, what if you two – I said, look, I know what it's like playing in the final, and he's done it many times. He needs his time to do his thing. I, I, he doesn't need to talk to me. Uh, so uh, he knows that I, that I wish him the best. I, I, I tried to do that publicly already, and uh, I'm, I'm sure he knows that our, our team's behind him for, for sure. What stood out about the first few weeks of preseason? Uh, the two days. <laughs> uh, no, you know, uh, some new guys, a lot of the young guys have grown up, and so they're... Uh, uh, it's crazy to see that uh, what a few months of uh, off-season can do to uh, um, the young guys who now come very mature and you know ready to play. So that's good to see. Um, you know, but other than that, you know, we we uh, you know we all came prepare, and and so that's nothing uh, new. You know, we always uh, prepare every year to come here at, a, at the best um, <coughs> best possible way we can. I'm actually going to say the guys actually got in a little bit more shape than usually other years. And everybody came really, really prepared. How, how, I mean, obviously, I know last year as a whole wasn't what you guys wanted. How differently do you feel going into this year based on just the way you guys were able to finish last year? It's a positive last year. It would have been difficult if we were here talking about, you know, uh, uh, you know, if we finished not in the top, uh, I shouldn't say top of the tail, but where we started initially, uh, I, it would have been difficult, but you know now that you know we know that, hey, at the end of the year we figured out a little bit what what was going on and our problem. Um, you know we try to prepare for this off season and trying to start at the same same rate. I know that teams athletes don't like to talk about injuries, but to what extent was last season impacted by injuries? Yeah, you're right. You know it's it's you don't like to make excuses, but you know when you have uh, some of your top players getting injured, it's it's difficult. Uh, uh, we see it in all the sports. Um, you know, when, when big players get hurt, 
um, it makes it difficult for us. You know, we had Alan and Gotti. Hopefully, we can get them back in the, um, <clears throat> earlier in the season. And, you know, we signed two new guys that are also big players for us. And hopefully, they can, you know, adjust to the league as quick as they can. And we can do uh, well. And, and, and what got accomplished here? You guys are here a while. <laughs> here in Arizona? Yeah. Oh, a lot. I mean, we got in better shape. Uh, you know, we got to, uh, you know, meet the new guys, try to uh, have that team camaraderie as, uh, you know, we always try to do, the team culture. Uh, it's, it's always good to see the guys, you know, and, you know, we got in better shape and, you know, we try to continue from what what we uh, done last year. So, you know, and obviously the league changes over the years and, you know, you're trying to change a little bit of your ways to, to start the league. So, I mean, all that stuff is getting accomplished right now and hopefully we can incorporate it into the season. Tell us about the Tell us about the new guys. New guys? Yeah. Um, you know, they came, uh, you know, you know, usually, you know, we had other guys from their countries here, so that makes it a lot easier. Usually when you get a guy from a new country um, and doesn't know anybody here, it makes it a little bit difficult, but it looks like a lot of the new guys that have come, known guys, or they're from the same uh, country, same culture, so it was a lot easier for them to get a, uh, adjusted to the team. Um, they're very good players, and so... You know, I know the staff does very well on that and trying to bring players that can help the team. And right away, you know, uh, they have done well. And hopefully, uh, like I always say, you know, they can help in the season, the most important thing. Did you um, grow into a Chiefs fan during your time in Kansas City? Oh, I have. I have. I mean, it's 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 hard not to, right? I mean, the the team has done very well. Um, I was there when there was not so, the good days. And... Uh, now it's it's great to see the city coming all together. So it, it just rubs on you. Uh, you know, hopefully they get it done on Sunday. What's just the oddity of them being at the same hotel here? Uh, what's the what what's you said? The oddity, like how weird is it that they're at, just at the same hotel here? Uh, it's great. I mean, they they called us and they said, hey, you know, we like your hotel. Is it cool to stay there? <laughs> uh, and we said, yeah, you should stay here. You know, it's it's it's, it's Ryan Scottsdale. Uh, you're far away enough from everything, but, you know, after the game, you can go and hang out. Uh, but all jokes aside, there was people who asked, uh, who was looking at the hotel about two to three weeks ago. Um, I think Timmy answered that question to some of the uh, representatives of the Chiefs. I think there was about two or three hotels they had for the NFL teams. And I think uh, the, Tim helped a little bit in there uh, trying to get this hotel. I know in the last hotel we stayed, that's where the Eagles are staying too. So we kind of messed up all the beds and everything. So, <laughs> so you know, they don't sleep well. So, uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's great that they're staying here. Uh, there's a lot of security everywhere. Um, I don't know if this happens in every NFL game or it's just the Super Bowl. But um, it's great. It's great to see the guys. You know, it's great to see everybody happy, everybody ready, you know, and bringing the city together. Is that Tim Millia? Tim Millia, yeah. Tim Millia, yeah. I started speaking to some of the representatives uh, and they were asking about like you know what we like best, uh, what we don't like, uh, you know, and other hotels and why we in there. So we've been in our, around a lot of hotels in the area over the years. Uh, this is the one we like the best. You guys go home and then you come back. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. How you guys have done that the past couple of years. So how are things? I know I've missed kind of the beginning there, but how are how is camp so far for you guys? Uh, it's been great. It's been great. I mean, I love camp. I, I always have a good time. Um, you know, it's, it's just preseason. Uh, you don't have the pressure of games. And so uh, it's a little different, you know. You just practice and try to get better, uh, you know, trying to build the culture of the club, uh, new players, you know. So it's it's always great, uh, especially now, you know, that uh, this day and age for me, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's great to be here in preseason.
Did, uh, did one of your minority owners is staying here? Did uh, did he address the team at all? Yeah. Um, oh, Patrick. Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> there was another owner that just came here. Yeah. So the majority of the owners are here. Uh, he did not address the team yet. I don't want him to address the team. I want him to uh, to focus on the uh, on the game, especially. <laughs> That'll do it for today. Thanks to our Sportsbeat KC production team of Monty Davis, Randy Mason, Jeff Rosen, and Scott Chasen. You know I love the morning sports edition. It's all the stories produced by the Stars staff, plus news, features, and columns that cover the nation. Go to liveedition.kansascity.com to see what I'm talking about. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sportsbeat KC where we talk sports in Kansas City every day.